It's Monday, December 4th, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories and other important things going on in our community. Today, we're diving into a profound shift in the landscape of migration at the U.S.-Mexico border. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors at Lolly Automotive. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lolly from the Lolly Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small town dealer friendly. Come into any one of the Lolly dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lolly deal. Nobody. Now some Arizona history. Last week, we lost former Associate Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor at the age of 93 years old. She made history as the first woman Supreme Court Justice, serving from 1981 to 2006. Nominated by President Ronald Reagan, O'Connor emerged as a moderate conservative and a swing vote renowned for her well-researched opinions. Prior to the Supreme Court, O'Connor was an Arizona state judge and legislator, and notably the first female majority leader of a state senate. She was confirmed unanimously in the Senate, and her jurisprudence displayed flexibility, often aligning with the conservative bloc, yet capable of siding with liberals. She penned significant opinions in cases like Grutter v. Bollinger and Hamdi v. Rumsfeld, and co-authored the lead opinion in Planned Parenthood v. Casey. President Barack Obama awarded her the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2009. This week, we will be exploring moments from her long and pioneering career. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. They're doing more than treating illnesses in Benson, they're building a healthier community. Benson Hospital is now collaborating with the Diaper Bank of Southern Arizona to provide diaper assistance to families in need. For more information, visit their website at bensonhospital.org. Now our feature story. In the border town of Agua Prieta, a new pattern has emerged. Entire families from Mexico, unlike the single men and women from Central America and other nations we've grown accustomed to, are now arriving with the hope of seeking asylum in the United States. This marked change was especially noticeable last week on Calle Internacional, a bustling street where families gathered outside small businesses. These families, many from Mexican states like Guerrero and Chihuahua, wait for days for a chance to enter the port of entry, just feet away in Douglas. Beto Ramos, the coordinator of two migrant resource centers, has observed this influx since September. Some families arrive at his doorstep after being turned away by U.S. Customs and Border Protection, their asylum claims rejected. Others stop by for basic necessities like water or food before continuing their wait for asylum. Now, there's been a staggering 958% increase in Mexican families crossing into the Tucson sector. But why this sudden change? Some, like Ramos, believe it's tied to the lifting of Title 42, a policy used to prevent asylum seekers from entering the U.S. during COVID-19. While Title 42 is gone, Title 8, which allows more time for migrants to lodge asylum claims, remains in place. However, the process isn't straightforward. CBP officials must first clear migrants of any criminal issues or outstanding warrants. Only then can they review any documents the migrants might have or conduct interviews to understand their situation and needs. As the summer unfolded post-Title 42, Cochise County saw an increase in migrants arriving from other Arizona ports of entry. Many were processed in Bisbee and Douglas, then bussed to Tucson. Since late August, nearly 3,000 migrants have been transported to Tucson from Cochise County alone. But amidst these statistics are personal stories of hope and despair. Take Claudia and Alessandro from Sinaloa, for example. 
They arrived in Aquaprieta with three children, fleeing the growing dangers in their hometown. Or Lucero and her daughter Daniela from Guanajuato, who were rejected by CBP officials despite their journey and aspirations for a better life. These stories highlight not only the complex procedures and regulations these families face, but also the false promises and high costs imposed by coyotes and cartels. Families are often misled, believing that simply crossing the border guarantees asylum. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Ace Hardware. Hi, this is Les from Sierra Vista Ace. This is a great time to paint. Ace Stocks, Clark and Kensington, Valspar, Dunn Edwards, and our own Ace Royal Paint in interior and exterior finishes. We can computer match other brands and colors too. All the colors you can imagine, even one named Sierra Vista. Decide on the wall or room to paint, bring in a color idea, and let Ace mix your paint. Treat yourself to a new brush and roller too. Save gas, save time, shop Ace first. Sierra Vista Ace since 1981 on the corner of Fry and Highway 9. Next, Margarita Cota Cardenas is the first professor at Arizona State University to develop a Chicano literature class made to Chicano culture class. Cota Cardenas also raised three children on her own, became an accomplished poet and author, and founded the publishing company Scorpion Press, which was funded by the National Endowment for the Arts and designed to publish works by bilingual, bicultural women. Roxanne De La Rosa of Cronkite News has more on the story. A trailblazing former ASU professor has inspired thousands of students and created a unique space for Latinos in her classroom. Reporter Roxanne De La Rosa spoke with the poet as she celebrates her 82nd birthday this year. A mariachi serenades Margarita Cota Cardenas to celebrate her 82nd birthday. Cota Cardenas was a single mom, is a feminist, and the first Chicano literature professor at Arizona State University. She was 20 years old when she found an old typewriter at a thrift store. It was covered with dust, a little bit of grime, and I asked the guy, he comes out, you know, I said, does this work? And he said, yes, I think so. So we tried it, hunt and peck, you know, and it worked. And that's my leche. She's been a buddy. She's my accomplice, too. <laughs> she named her typewriter Malinche after the indigenous woman who translated for Spanish conquistadors. For years, the stories have flowed out of her fingers in both Spanish and English. Cota Cardenas uses her voice and personal experiences to write about abortion, immigration, and racial injustice. When we were little, in my hometown, we were scared of the immigration, and we were American-born. Although her hands are affected by arthritis, she still finds peace in writing. La inmigración. Ya he opinado. Un ser humano no puede ser ilegal. En todo este tu mundo es otra manera Mas de descontrolar. There are no rules or boundaries to her storytelling. Cota Cardenas uses words playfully and skillfully in both languages, which is rare for a Chicano writer. Former student Alberto Olivas remembers how Cota Cardenas made him feel. She seemed more like a member of your family, someone that was really glad to see you every time you came to class. 
uh, really saw you. Like, I, I don't know how to explain that. Like, you really felt seen in her classes and loved. Her advice to future generations? Right, right what you know, right what you feel, right what you see, but do right. We're witnesses. We're still witnesses. Cota Cardenas says writing and speaking in Spanish keeps her connected to her soul and her roots. In Phoenix, Roxanne de la Rosa, Cronkite News. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Here at Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, the holidays are about to get ugly. Join us for our ugly sweater party taking place December 15th from 2 to 4 p.m. Amid the beauty of the season, we want to see your most garish garments. The best of the worst holiday sweaters will win prizes and we'll have snacks and refreshments along with all sorts of holiday fun. For more, visit prestigecare.com slash Sierra Vista. Again, that's prestigecare.com slash Sierra Vista. Now an event coming up that you should know about. If you missed Peter Ronstadt at the Arizona Folklore Preserve on Saturday and Sunday, yes, he's related to Linda Ronstadt, you can get another chance. On Saturday, December 9th, head over to Arizona Hops and Vines to hear him and Liz Sarapagna join musical forces with haunting harmonies and rich guitar arrangements. The show starts at 1 p.m., and as you can imagine, drinks will be available. Have fun, enjoy the music, and drive safely. Finally, we'd like to remember the life of Donna Neff. Donna was born in Topeka, Kansas in 1945. She met John, the love of her life, in Colorado Springs in 1992, and they were married in 2002. They moved to Huachuca City in 2017. She loved to make people laugh and was always ready with a joke or a candy. If you ever met a lady at Walmart or Fry's who gave you a lifesaver, well, it was probably her. She's survived by her loving husband, her granddaughter, stepdaughters, granddaughters, and grandson. Thank you for taking a moment to celebrate and remember Donna's life. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. Subscribe today for unlimited access to all of our content for just $14 per month. This is less than the cost of one hour of one reporter's work on a single story. Also, want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, especially in Cochise County. Become part of the hyperlocal conversation on Cochise County's exclusive social media platform, Neighbor. That's N-A-B-U-R. Your neighbors are striking up meaningful conversations, sharing exquisite Cochise County photos, and respecting each other's views without any other social media noise. No unwanted advertising and only respectful conversations on hot community topics. That's right. Our journalism project manager can set the record straight and help answer any pressing questions about the happenings in our community. Join the conversation at myheraldreview.com slash N-A-B-U-R.